So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. Get all up. So it's amazing with this COVID pandemic going on, how people have thought out of the box to make things happen. Because this is crazy. I love this story. In Indiana, motor... We'll try that again. And... <laughs> Indiana automobile engineer. All right, car mechanic. I'll simplify it. Who calls him an automobile engineer? Who wrote this? Some like English ducks <laughs> from the Oxford University or something that writes the dictionary for a living. An Indian automobile engineer. He's built a COVID nineteen bike. Right. It's a t- right. it's a tandem bike. That practices safe social distancing because the two seats (laughs) are five feet apart (laughs) or 1.5 metres between the seats. I love that. He got two bikes, chopped them in half, whacked like a 1.5 metre steel pole in between them, welded them up, whacked a long chain in between each of the pedals and the wheels. Done. Off you go. Fantastic. He said... Parthasaha of Tripura in Indiana said he doesn't want to turn the bike into a commercial product but rather use it as a tool to raise awareness of the importance of social distancing in slowing the spread of the pandemic. Mm. He originally planned to use the bike to drive his daughter to school. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, poor daughter. Yeah. Look, look Pratha Sarah, please don't do that for your yeah. daughter's sake. She don't need that. No, she does not need her dad rocking up on the 1.5 metre. Hello. Seven, seven foot long tandem bike with your dad on it. How would he ride it back too? Because can you ride those tandem bikes? One You must be able to, with one surely. Per- yeah, surely. You'd be- <laughs> you ride. I love Google. <laughs> tandem but There's a tandem bikes. bike guy in town now that like rents him out and stuff. Yes. Hello to him. Uh, he might be able to give us a call on 676 and let us know whether you can ride the tandem. Yeah, you can do it by yourself. Yeah, it's okay. just a bit harder. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, okay. Well, it would be an easy ride for him and his daughter to school, much slower ride home, mm. especially if there's hills. Yes. Um, uh, so the, the, he said that uh, the, the process of making the vehicle street legal would be cumbersome. So he goes, he's riding an illegal bike out there on the roads as well. <laughs> and then once he's put his daughter on this death trap <laughs> to ride her to school, where she'll get ridiculed for the rest of her school career. Sounds like a great time. This went from a nice story <laughs> Just to be terrible. <laughs> terribly bizarre. There you go. So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. On 92.9. Because this is a peculiar one. So apparently in Sweden, they have this Walpurgis night. It's a spring festival that has its roots in ancient pagan tradition and celebrated on the last night of April. And it's celebrated in the Swedish city of Lund. And it draws crowds in the tens of thousands in its central park to celebrate Walpurgis Night. Of course, this year they can't have it because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So it, to try and uh, prevent revelers from gathering <laughs> to celebrate Walpurgis Night... The organisers dumped a whole truckload of chicken manure in the park. 
to stop people from congregating. That would work. <laughs> Gustav Lundbald, who's the chairman of the council's environmental committee, said the chicken poop served multiple purposes. Uh-huh. Gustav said... We get the opportunity to fertilize the lawn. Mm-hmm. He's French now. Okay. <laughs> and at the same time, it will stink. And so it may not be so nice to sit and drink beer in the park, he told the local newspaper. Uh, he conceded the effort might have some unintentional side effects for nearby residents. He said, I am not a fertilizer expert. But as I understand it, it is clear that it might smell a bit outside the park as well. Uh, These are chicken poo after all. I cannot guarantee that the rest of the city will be orderless. But the point is to keep people out of the park. Well, I think that's a good idea. I think kudos to them, (laughs) to be honest. We've seen some interesting ones. There was a Fraser... Uh, city council up in Queensland that dumped all the sand in the skate park to stop people using it. Also that. And now they got chicken poo over in Sweden. Does temp fencing not work? You know? Wow. Bit of temp I fencing. I think it does, actually. Bit of barbed <laughs> wire at the top. Bit of electricity on it. Lovely. <laughs> Fantastic. But no, you go to all the extent of making people smell mm-hmm. by chicken poo or sand in the... In the uh, in the skate park thing, skate ramp, just what everyone wants, isn't it? Crazy stuff. The world's gone nuts with this <laughs> thing. So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. <laughs> Hello, Annie. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really well, really well. Uh, welcome to winter. No, oh, I don't We're not like even it. in winter yet. I know. I don't cope well with the cold, in case you can't tell. <laughs> the beanie's on in the studio. <laughs> Lovely grey knitted beanie. Oh, thank you. It's super cozy. I actually have a, a, a big collection oh, of beanies that I've got to pull out. Yeah, I've got like a red one, a blue one, a black one, a pink one. Polka dot? A great no. I'm not really a polka dot person. They don't suit me. Sports beanie? Do you have some sports team in a beanie? I think you no. should. I know you don't get onto the sports, but I think you should get one just to jump. Like like I did with Norwich. I'm not a sports <laughs> person, but I got my Norwich FC mug. Mm-hmm, Go mm-hmm. Norwich. I think I probably have a swan something. So I think I have a swan scarf somewhere. Yeah, okay, fantastic. Yeah, because my family is swan supporters. So we Uh, often go like family AFL games. It's exhausting (laughs) and depressed. (laughs) You've actually been to a game. I've been to many games. Not just one. It's literally a family thing. Dad will get everyone tickets and we all load up into the car and all set the cars down and go watch. I know. Wow. It's very loud. I've only been to one professional sporting game in my life. So wow. you beat me. That was the city versus country game in Coffs oh, in okay. like 2013. You're right. It was abysmal. I mean, I like the game, don't get me wrong, but the atmosphere and all, I left at half time. Oh, okay. And I mustn't have been the only one because guess what? It was the last one. The NRL canned after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they did They did one more, but they that was already locked in and stuff. But they pretty much after that, they went, yeah, we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah, look, I've been to like quite a few different, like, I've been to NRL. NRL games, yeah. AFL games, and like it's always freezing cold, but the atmosphere is great. 
I just yeah okay. I don't yeah this was I don't, I don't love know. sport. I go because my dad loves sport yeah. and he loves family activities. So yeah. you've got to kind of like put yeah. up with it because you know he raised you and whatever. <laughs> and there's so many of you you just book out the grandstand. Yeah yeah I know so, <laughs> get our own section really. <laughs> the, the sports administration love it when the when the Lewis family when the Lewis family rocks, rocks up. up. Like yes <laughs> money dollars <laughs> six forty six. So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. On 92.9. The New Zealand Warriors, they have touched down in Tamworth, the first international flight into the country in, well, a long time. I can't even work out how many weeks or months it's been now, but uh, they are, of course, here in preparation for the NRL season, getting underway on May 28. They flew in on board a, a Fokker aircraft. Got to be careful how you say that. <laughs> All the aviation people, they were loving this. The sports people were loving it. So they're here now. They're basically going to be in quarantine for the next 14 days or so uh, while they uh, basically prepare for this uh, season to get underway. They're locked down in the West's compound under some strict public health orders as well. So, uh, yeah, the Warriors CEO Cameron George said the club is excited to come to Tamworth as it's got a strong community background in rugby league. He said, I've been there in the past. I know the players will really embrace the experience and we are also grateful to have use of the facilities that are equivalent to any high-performance venue in regional New South Wales and I'm sure we won't be the last elite team to use them. They'll be here till about Sunday the 17th of May, so about two weeks. They'll be here in uh, in quarantine. It's so awesome. I think my favourite thing about all of this, I think whether you're a sport fan or not, whether you're happy about them coming here or not, is that there have been staff at West who have been yeah. re-employed to help with this. And I think that that is fantastic news. I think... In, during this tough time, if there's people who get the chance to, to go to work and, and get paid, mm. then I personally, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, no, exactly right. And good for tourism mm. for Tamworth as well, or is it? When I hear, and I didn't get the audio of this, but you can trust me, I'm a trustworthy <laughs> individual. Okay. <laughs> uh, when I hear the uh, one of the New Zealand radio reports yesterday in their sports section saying the New Zealand Warriors have touched down in regional Australia. I hate when they do this. Just say Tamworth. Didn't even, but not even regional New South no, Wales. No, regional, regional Australia. Australia. Boo you, New Zealand place. So we're going to have to work on that. I think, I think we're going we to have to get the, the New Zealand tourism minister. Yeah, I just think like, come on. It's Come just, on. We can do better than that. We can. We've got the association. Just say with, Tamworth, New South Wales. Yeah, we got the association with New Zealand already with our sister city, Gore. Yeah. So maybe we have to do letters to Gore as yeah. a segment and then we can stitch up this relationship also, a little bit. Australia's huge, regional. That's 90% yeah. of Australia. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Guys, I am disappointed. Yeah, very. We should send in this grab and just say, send it to them and just go, mate. You stuffed up. <laughs> you enough. could have done better. Yeah. You look you at, have failed this city. Look at the amount of positivity we've given Jacinda Ardern over her term, and this yeah. is how you repay. I know. We're, we're big New Zealand supporters over here, you know, in this little studio, so the least you could do is support Tamworth back. Kelvin Davis, he's a Minister of Tourism for New Zealand. Oh, Kelvin. I think we're going to have to get Kelvin on the books to look at this. 
I'll send Let's him, check it out. I'll send a send a fiery request to his media person. I love, by the way, just as a side note, I love the Kiwis too. You know their like government building mm. in Wellington. That's a really ugly building called the Beehive because it literally <laughs> looks like it. Their government website is beehive.gov.nz. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a conspiracy, though. <laughs> the Beehive. <sighs> so wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. <laughs> And Cole Murray joins us this morning. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, JB. A bit chilly this morning. Yeah, very chilly, very frosty, that's <laughs> it. Winter is a, well, getting close. Anyway, another month away and then we'll be into the thick of it, that's for sure. Um, yep. Some positive news out of the uh, the COVID testing clinics we got up at the hospital. Yes, um, JB, on, uh, at 8 p- or by 8pm on Saturday night, 1,749 people have been tested in the Tamworth Clinic uh, with no positive results. So I think that's sort of, that's getting to where we need to be, yeah. isn't it? And, um, you know, I'd really encourage more people to go and get tested and, um, you know, just just confirm if they've got any hint that, uh, that you know, there might be a need to... To be tested, I think it's a great time right now. Yeah, no, exactly right. That's it's fantastic. A obviously not having any positive cases is fantastic. But just that the amount of tests being done up there—I mean, it's only been there for a week, and that's that's a really, really, really positive number. It's here for another week. We got details about it up on our website. If you uh, want to know whereabouts that one is and the phone number to call to book in to get tested up there, definitely urge you to. Um, water restrictions—they're of course still kicking around the place. We had that little bit of rain last week, but unfortunately, the dam number is still going down. Yes, JB. Whilst um, you know we've got a lot of other things where that's occupying our mind in recent times, the water woes are just simply not going away. And um, you know that dam is down under fourteen percent again now. And um, whilst we've had some beautiful rain around the region, it just hasn't been enough in the catchment to make a difference. But um, you know the the water usage is very good. It's it, uh, councils. Targets are being met, so that's a great thing. But uh, you know, we just need people to people to keep in mind those water restrictions. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly right. That's it. Um, some fantastic news for our region too, with uh, New Zealand Warriors touching down to set up camp here for two weeks under quarantine. That must have been uh, quite a fantastic coup for our our regional town to get. It's got some fantastic exposure both around Australia on the on the news and on in the sports reports. Fantastic. Yes, JB, and also internationally. You know, we've had a few international calls uh, about the Warriors coming, and whilst not every single person in our community is overjoyed about this, I think it's um, it's been really, really well managed, I think, by uh, Border Forces, mm-hmm. uh, by New South Wales Health, by the ARL, you know, by our local police, by our local uh, health authorities. Um, you know, there's some really, really strong protocols in place yeah. there to manage it and uh, and great that the West Entertainment Group uh, mm. can, you know, put their facilities up for this. Yeah, exactly right. That's it. And I mean, it's kind of extending an olive branch somewhat 
from our town and our city to the NRL. I mean, I know we get the West Tigers games here each year and unfortunately we were meant to have one this month, but that of course got cancelled with everything going on. But, you know, hopefully long term thinking about this, if we host these guys for the next couple of weeks here, that sort of extends a bit of an olive branch to get more happening with the uh, NRL long term. Absolutely, and, um, you know, JB, I think without being too cheeky, I think, um, you know, the Warriors may consider that they, they owe the Tamworth community one and uh, they might be able to come back here and play an NRL game at some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll be a great outcome. Yeah, exactly right. That's it. Never know. Anything can happen. Cole, thank you so much for having a chat with us. I know it's very busy at the moment with everything going on, but we always appreciate you taking the time out of your Monday to have a chat with us, and we'll talk in a fortnight's time. Look forward to it, JB. Thank you. So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. On 92.9.